0: Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have Josh
1: Motes. Hey, Josh. What's up?
0: Hi,
2: Josh.
1: <laughs> hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, this, this
2: one feels like overdue. I feel like we've, uh-huh. we should have you on a long time ago. So, um, well, but good. for our, our li- listeners who may not know you, do you mind giving uh introducing yourself and giving us a background on how you got into photography?
1: Yeah, um, uh, my name is Josh Mutz, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and I own a film lab called Indie Film Lab. My history with photography is I started in uh high school. My mom gave me a camera for Christmas. I think she ran out of ideas to give me stuff. So she just like reached in the closet (laughs) and grabbed a camera and just gave it. It was like a a Fujika. I don't even know. I don't I've never. Oh,
2: yeah. Fujika,
1: Mm -hmm. 35 millimeter, (laughs) gave it to me for Christmas when I was like 15. I was like, okay, cool. What is this? And so I started just shooting uh, film that way. And uh, just, you know, art class would take pictures of people and then I would Use those pictures to paint them, and the painting sucked. And the oh, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, because it was no way to like get your friend to sit still for three days. So I was like, uh, "Hey, can I just take your picture?" And then I would like go to the grocery store and get them. I worked at the grocery store, which is funny. So that I would just take it over to the lab, and they would process it and give me the prints, and I would paint the picture of the people. And the paintings were awful. They, they suck. But the <laughs> I was like, oh, this photography thing's way cooler than this painting yeah. thing. And so that's how I started getting into it that way. And then I started playing music around, uh, after I, I did skateboarding for a while. So I would like take pictures of people and we mm. would like fakes <laughs> that like, I would like jump off stuff, not even land it and take pictures. It was just kind of like a fun way to use a camera and be like, Oh, look, look how cool I look. Although I didn't land any of it. It was just kind of like, fun to do. But, uh, so that was kind of like the intro. But then when I got into music, I started playing, uh, in bands and stuff and every band needs a, a band photo. Yeah. So I'm yeah, the dude yeah, that yeah. takes the band photo. So I put it on a tripod and like get it run in, get in the photo, that kind of thing. So I did that. And then so at first it was just kind of like utility. It wasn't really like an art form. It was like, oh it's okay. just kind of like I need to do this because no one else can do this. I guess from there it went to we our band got signed in oh two oh one. And we put out a record in 02. And then so we went on tour and I would take pictures of just stuff. And then I bought a Polaroid camera and I would take pictures of things that we did and with people. And I would end up giving the Polaroid to the – what it turned into is like a photo booth. It was – like I mean, like, we're talking oh, okay. 02. Like, the yeah. phones weren't out. Like, it wasn't right, like right, a big right, deal. Right, right, right.
2: The good old days.
1: Yeah, there was no, like, <laughs> awesome iPhone that could take a killer photo. So – I would end up taking a picture of like the singer with like somebody and then it would come out and I'd be like, oh, that's for me. And they'd be like, can I have that? So I end up being like a photo booth. Yeah, for
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Along with
1: taking just, you know, shots of, of just where we were and all that stuff. So that that was really fun. And then 03, I bought like a digital camera and uh, it was like a 10D, one of the uh, first. Yeah, like, that cameras. was my yeah. first digital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right wow. After photo wow.
2: school. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 10D. It was great, except for. It, the, the, you know, the screen on the back's like So small. It was yeah. awful. And then when you rotated through the photos, it would like, it would be like pixelated, then it would come clear. Like, yeah. it was just awful. Oh, technology. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. How far it's come. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I was like, oh, this is like where it's going. This is really cool. So I would you know, learn like re- basically really learn how to use the camera with that camera. And so when we were in LA doing our second record, I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I started taking so many photos, like thousands of photos and like six out of like the whole like time yeah. I ever shot for that year was Damn. good, you know? And so a girl we knew that w- was out in LA, she did modeling. And I was like, Hey, just, I'm, I have off today. or I'm done with my parts. Let's go take some photos. So we like, Literally for like all day, shot like so many photos, and like three were good. You know, yeah. um, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> like the thing where you like you put a lamp next to their face, like at night, you're just like, I don't know, I have no idea. And so, <laughs> but what was cool with that is uh, the bands I would meet. We were staying at this place called the Oakwoods, and it was a place that bands stay while they were recording. So all these folks were around, and so we met this band out there, um, and I said, hey. I- I can, I want to take your band photo. So I put them in the laundry room and took this photo and uh, they used it for like some of their magazine stuff. And I was like, I mean, wow. it was but still, I was like, Oh shit. So, I was so pumped. I was like showing the other members of the band. I was like, ah, oh, look, look, I took this photo. And they were like, dude, you're in magazines. Why are you like so pumped about this photo? So I was more excited that I took the photo yeah. of the band dude, than being in awesome. the magazine myself. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, but I, this was a photo <laughs> I took. Like, you know, this is cool. So I just got really into it during the uh, second kind of record. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to. I'm gonna start doing photography full time, and so I quit the band. <gasps> no way! Yeah, I guess I should say the name of the band. It was called Metallica. You ever heard of it? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it was man. called Trust Company. Is the name of our band. Trust, Trust Company. Oh yeah, I know Trust
2: Company. So cool. um,
1: yeah, I left Trust Company in like oh. Th- three and I was like I'm gonna do photography full-time I just I, I got this feeling like it's just something I want to do and they were like oh okay well, yeah go for it you know so they were real supportive and um so I basically was like okay uh, what do, how do I what do I do how do I take pictures of people or things or whatever so I met I was getting married so I called this other photographer to shoot my wedding her name was Kim and I met her in person and said hey I would like to team up with you instead of you she just started like uh, the you before and I said, "Hey, I want to do this too. Like, how can we team up and be partners?" So she already had a company; it was called Kimbox Photography, and so I just joined with her and said, "Hey, let's just you know do it, learn together, and grow together." And it's been twenty years now, and so we still do what? Uh, yeah, oh, we no yeah, we've been partners <laughs> for like twenty years. <laughs> that is uh, crazy.
2: That's 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 crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, partnerships. Yeah, I've heard don't really work out, but it's, no, it's, we're so <laughs> I, we're. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't say we're different, but we're so we complement each other in a way, and it's just it's been great. And in the middle of that, like shooting weddings, so I've shot mm. weddings for twenty years, but this year I'm kind of taking a big break. Mm. Um, I have three kids, so I'm like learning to, you know, yeah, yeah, spend yeah. more time with them and all that. I mean, as you know, yeah. So, l- let me see, yeah. So, start shooting weddings, and then. What what happened was I, I started noticing like my photos they they weren't great and and when you first start out they, they they're not but mm-hmm. it wasn't the photo so much it was like the quality of the photo it was like I yeah. noticed like I was like man the same shot I'm looking online and seeing like how oh, the same kind of lighting I was like the quality so like what's going on why is that photo better or why is it yeah, different or yeah. right and I was like man. I feel like I had a strong idea of what lighting was. I was just like, "Ah, it's not the lighting. What's going on?" So, mm-hmm. I started looking at these photos online and it would say, they would say, "Oh, this is shot on Pentax 67 or yeah. back then it was like an RZ it was like RZ 67." I was like, "What the What is an RZ 6? I had no idea." And they were like, "Medium yeah. format." I was like, "What do you talk What is that? What do you mean?" <laughs> like I only shot 35 I didn't even know there was such thing as a medium. I didn't even You're know. Right. And that's how dumb I was. I was like, "What is that?" And so I started researching and all these photos that I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. It was on film. And I was like, well, I got to get back into this. And then, so that triggered, um, I, I, we, we had a move. We moved, let's see what year that was, 0, 07, 06, I can't mm-hmm. even remember. Anyway, I was moving to a new house and I found my backpack from high school or sorry, college where I did like the dark room. Cause in college, I guess I skipped that part in college. I took a photography class oh, okay. but in the photography okay. class. The guy never said that the teacher was never like, Hey, this is a career. And that's how dumb I, I am. Mean, yeah. That's how dumb I am. I'm like, Uh, it's just an elective I was like this is just like one of those like because I'm in Alabama they don't really you know promote the arts so much Mm -hmm. it was like some guy that had a dark room and you know in the bottom of the school and he never was like hey guys you could do this for a living I was just like in this little elective and Mm. yeah no he never really promoted like headshots or like weddings or anything it was just like go learn to develop film and all that and I guess that's part of it but I don't know. I'm more of an entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. where I would say, guys, you can do this for a living. Like, go, you can do headshots yeah, yeah. for like, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. So that never really uh, occurred to me that oh, like people really do this for careers. Um, so I found my backpack that had the negatives that I would, you know, the prints from the darkroom, and I was like, holy crap, this is way better. I mean, you know what I mean? Just snapshots of friends or whatever. But I was yeah, like, this is way yeah. better than what I'm doing now with these little yeah. this 10d or 20d or whatever because you try the upgrade thing you're like oh the 20d will do it or like uh-huh. oh this oh, lens yeah. will do it and <laughs> you know the gas thing and, and i was like oh this will do it and then you know you get a 5d and you're like oh the full frame this is helping and then mm-hmm. i'm like oh this is not it and then i found my backpack and i found this eight by ten i printed it of like a friend and i was like okay i'm, get, I'm getting some back into yeah. film and so i started doing a lot of research on different camera types i mean it was like a couple years of just like deep dive in different cameras and i bought an rz the first one i bought was an rz and I literally loaded a roll, walked out to the backyard and took a picture of like my dog. Like the same thing you yeah, do. You yeah. Know? My dog and like the grass. I did like the I zoomed all the way in and got a picture of the grass.
0: <laughs> and I was
1: like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then I got the film back and I was like, holy shit, this picture yeah. of this dog is way cooler than anything I've ever taken ever. Yeah. I was like, or like this grass picture is like cooler than anything. I was like, the yep. texture's there, the tones are there. I was like, oh, shit, this is what it is. This is, what I'm missing. So I don't know what year that was. 06, maybe? Early, early. <laughs> yeah, 06 or something like that uh, during the wedding career took the rz to a wedding and was like this damn thing's heavy as hell but like Uh it uh the shots i got back at it like i I would shoot one roll i was like one roll two rolls and i'd get the images back i'm like why didn't i shoot the whole thing on this or why didn't i I shoot all the good Mm. stuff on this or why didn't i shoot the highlights on this or why didn't i shoot more than one roll pretty much and then slowly went to two rolls three rolls and then i I was like okay this thing's too heavy and then got got into like the mamiya 645 and was like it's autofocus I'm nailing everything like, although the RZ is really easy to to focus, I was like, I need something a little faster that kind of mimics the, you know, DSLR or whatever. So got the 645 and then I got I was like this thing's kind of hit or miss it the focusing is kind of weird so I got the h1 and that camera is amazing for autofocus it is truly amazing the Hasselblad h1 yeah, uh, so I shot that, that, that was for a while
0: dream camera of mine I always it, wanted yeah right? to this. <laughs> it's
1: so cool so I got a couple of those and shot weddings with them and then I mean just like we all do we all kind of go through our camera systems and all that mm-hmm. so sold that um Got some other stuff. But anyway, we can get into that. But basically, yeah. Um, And in that, I would send my film off to labs and get it back. And I'm like, this is not quite. And I'm the guy that's like, I want to know how it works. I don't want to just it's not just about the um, like the end result. It's like, how did they get there? Because is there something I can improve in that? Path. OK, yeah, or or so, you know, like with music, it's like the same way. It's like I want to know how and why my bass sounded that certain way. Same thing with cameras, the same like same thing with guitars and strings and amps. So you're like, oh, I want to test this amp. Why does this sound this way? Blah, blah, blah. Why do tube amps sound like this? Is it's, it's, there is a lot of correlation between, you know, music and photography. Uh, basically, I, you just play around with the different cameras. And, but I get myself back from labs. I was like, oh, this is fine. But like, why is this this way? can it be different or what are they doing so uh, i just bought a, a fuji frontier scanner wow uh, yeah <laughs> i was like you know what i i got to know and so i got a fuji frontier and i just started scan I had no idea what i mean this thing like it wasn't even the 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 3000 it was a 2500 so it was like even harder to kind of work so i got it in played with it and kind of fell in love with the process of that like not really even I mean, yes, photography, but I was really like, oh, this is how it works. Okay. Like it kind of like demystified, like Mm -hmm. scanning for me, you Uh, know, how that worked. So I really got a kick out of learning how to scan and learning how to, or what that process looked like from the developing side to the, you know. And so when I first got it, I literally, there was a CVS up the street that did the processing and I would just, not for Indy, but just for me, I would like take some test shots, run it up there. And I was like, don't scan this, just process it and let me just go scan and then um i would scan it and be like oh okay the colors look you know this is how this works anyway i just learned how it all worked and that point i was posting stuff in a facebook group called film shooters and i was in there for a while and uh just started posting my own stuff and said scan most people would say what they were who scanned it and what camera and so I would just put scan by me and after I guess I don't know a while folks were like hey you live closer to me than my lab would you scan would you process my work and I was like oh I don't do this for like this is just for me I don't really yeah 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 people and then I started thinking I was like is there a need for Another lab, you know, is there a need for you know, so that kind of bounced around. And once I get an idea in my head, it's like it can't, I have to just yeah. do it, I can't yeah. not do it, I have to do it. So I was like, there's <laughs> something to this. Uh, so, um, and stop me if I'm just talking way too no, this much. Is I mean, great. Okay. yeah, this, this is, great. is good, okay. So I uh basically just said one day, I remember being like. My partner, Kim, she said, you know, these labs, they need a competitor and there's no one around here. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to go do this, you know, and <laughs> in, in a way that was like, I know this is going to be a journey, but it's going to yeah. be fun because that's just who I want to get into this. I want to be a, yeah. more of a part of the community. I want to um, kind of like learn how to do this. And so I, uh, <laughs> a friend of mine, David, who his, this is a really crazy situation is is meant to be his granddad shot one of the photos for time life magazine of Martin Luther King getting arrested. Like, you know, the famous, the oh, that yeah, shot. Yeah. Yeah. So his granddad took that photo or a photo adjacent to one of those mm-hmm. photos. And I have it framed and uh, signed and everything, but man, his dad was huge into film, of course, cause that's all there was back then. Right. And then, so his son, which is David's dad. not So David's granddad took that photo. And then David's dad was into photography, had a whole studio, big time studio Montgomery, just like classic photo studio portraiture on film. They had all this film. Um, He was getting out of it, out of it. David was more in the digital side of it, although David did start with film. And so I think I somehow ran into David and I said, I'm doing this film thing. He goes, dude, I have like 500 rolls of like, you know, 160 NC and I have a processor. And I was like, You have a processor? He's like, Yeah, I have a like a naritsu processor. That's oh, man. just sitting there. You can have it. Just clean it no up. You can way. have it. Like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. This is like t- 2010, maybe? Okay. 2011. Okay. So there there were some years in there where I would like really developed uh how to shoot film and had a meter. And like I went from the, the RZ to all these different systems shooting weddings. So I learned while I'm shooting weddings, like all that, you know, and talking with him, he said, yeah, I got this processor. You can have it. Just go clean it up. And I was like, well, okay. So I went over to where he had the processor and I said, what do you, he had this this huge studio room and he had uh, some extra space over here in the corner. And I said, what are you doing with like all this extra space? And he's like, nothing. It's just a room that we rent. And I was like, can I rent a 10 by 10 square in here? Like how much did (laughs) you rent me a 10 by 10, 10 square? And so just before that, I hired my friend Alan, who works for worked for Leica now. Or he just, I think he just got out of that, but he worked for Leica for the past like few years. But he had worked at a local lab and he had done some film stuff. And I said, Man, you want to just come up here and like learn this with me so that yeah. you can help me oh, scan cool. and stuff. And he's like, Yeah. So he quit his job and came over and we just started kind of growing this thing. And uh, my, I had another partner named Ashley who was working with me too, and he was he went to Alabama for chemistry. So he knew all the chemistry side of stuff. It was easy for him to learn. And so we kind of learned together. Alan took over the scanning side. So we moved in with David, I said, just give me this little 10 by 10. And then every six months I was like, Hey man, what if I move that 10 by 10 line to like 20 by 20? (laughs) (laughs) So he was so cool. He's like, yeah, man, hundred bucks, 50 bucks. It was just like this cool little, this little growth process that happened in this little bitty room. And then, so constantly just like, well, I guess before we did all that, I just went on went on to, uh, you know, I think it was that film shooter group. And I said, hey guys, like I have a small setup. It's nothing like, it is just like, I'm just testing the waters here. If anybody wants to send some film in, like, I'll be willing to do it just to kind of see what, you know. Yeah. And so, uh Marta Locklear, who's a photographer, sent in some roles. And I was like, we scanned them and I sent them. I said, like, what do you think? She's like, they're fine. They're good. Like, she gave me some input. And she, she weren't like, oh, these are amazing. She was just like, yeah, they're scans. Like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So, I got some growing to do. Mm-hmm. So, she was really cool to do that. But then, one day, I just... I remember me and Ashley and Alan, we were sitting around and we were in beta stage. That's what I call it. I forgot we had a beta stage. Yeah. I was like, send it in. I don't know the turnaround. I don't know anything. All I know is I'll do it. It's like a practice for me. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, and folks would send in film. And then one day we were like, we can't be in beta forever. We're getting a hang of it. Let's just launch this thing. So we <laughs> literally one day was like, this was like, February 2012. And so we claimed 2011 because it was a lot of work in 2011. So I claimed 2011. Uh, Although (laughs) 2012 is like the year we launched, but I said, let's just do it. So we launched this like website and um, you had to mail in with an order form. Like there was no Mm -hmm. online anything. Mm -hmm. It was like very basic. And then one day I remember walking into the lab and Alan was sitting there and there were like 20 boxes just like delivered. And I walked in and I said, Alan, is this normally when UPS can't get their like where they're trying to deliver, they'll just take it next door and be like, cause we were in these small little uh, store, right? uh-huh. and they were like, they're like, Oh, these as I, these for like next door or something. Cause they were closed when they tried to deliver. And he's like, nah, dude, read the label. And I like looked at oh, the label whoa. and it was all for us. And it was like 20 boxes. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's oh, real now. <laughs> it's now. Oh shit. It's real. It's happening. It's happening. So from that point, To uh, Just for the next year, it was like gangbusters, man. Like that processor he gave us was like running full time. We were doing black and white by hand. Mm. Um, It was just like this insane just growth period. And then 2013, which is only like a year later, we went to WPPI. We had a booth and we did this little documentary where we filmed our whole trip drive from Alabama to Vegas.
0: I was going to say that I I blame you for getting me so invested in the film (laughs) photography world from that. That documentary i mean it, it yeah i probably watched that thing a hundred times
2: oh, me man. too and I, I also i remember that's when I like realized there was a community. I was like, well, there's other people doing this stuff too. No way.
1: Oh shit. That's, that's really cool. Cause it was just like one of those, like, Hey, let's drive to Vegas in an RV and have fun. And then we were like, let's, let's kind of film this thing on the way and just like meet people Mm. as we go and like meet our friends and hang out with them and talk to people that do y'all make my day when y'all say that. Cause it was like (laughs) a lot of, it was like, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Let's just do it. My big thing is like, let's jump off this thing and we'll find out. A lot of my friends like um, will be like, why did you, how'd you just, I was like, man, I jump and then I figure out what kind of wings I need. I don't yeah. figure out what wings yeah. I need, yeah. then jump. I just jump. I'm like, I don't, I love that. don't know, don't care. I'm going to figure it out. And, you know, it's not good how, how good you are. It's how good you want to be. Like, I knew I wanted to do this and everyone around me was cheering, cheering for me. So and us as a team. And I was like, man, we got to do this. So that trip was so much fun. And um, that was one of those definitive like, we're going to put this out. It's just silly little thing, but just to let people know who we are. We're not just some lab that just, you know, we we want to be a part of this community and and mm-hmm. all that. So that was a that was so cool that you saw. that. I had no idea who who. Oh man, yeah, big <laughs> big
0: fans. I mean, that's how we got like Wendy Laurel on the show. Mm-hmm. That's how, we, that's how right. we found out about yeah, the brothers Wright yeah. and like oh I mean, oh, it's sweet. just such a great little doc, man. It was yeah.
1: it was fun to do. So we did that, and then um, WPPI was great. It was so much fun. We met a lot of a lot of people who shot film at that thing, and um, and then I think we did it next year, and uh, I don't know. We did that growth period from when we started to. To just 2015 those three years were insane man it was like mm. crazy growth we went from like two people to like eight people it was like wow. insane and I remember buying the first Naritsu because we had frontiers we had like two frontiers for a while and I remember I called Naritsu <laughs> y'all are gonna love this I called Naritsu and I said I want to buy a film scanner and the dude said why why and I was like <laughs> I said well I own a film lab and it's, it's kind of growing kind of crazy. Like I need, I need the, the, the Ritsu. And he's like, okay. And he's like, called me back. And he's like, I think I have one in a warehouse I can get you. It was like brand new. And I was like, he said, I think this is the last one. I was like, wow, no, I was kidding. like, I, and, and, and I was like, well, how much is that thing? He's like, it's $30,000. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh shit, like 30 grand. And so I remember I was, uh, this is the weird, I was on a transfer bus from, a parking lot to a cruise ship. My family was going to go on a cruise and I hate cruises, <laughs> but it's not even my family. It was my wife's family. And I, I was on the bus and I got the call back from the guy who was going to finance it for me. And he's like, I'm on the phone. I'm holding onto the rail. I'm like bumping around or going. And there's like, <laughs> loud. And I And he's like, All you got to do is just tell me you want to do it. I'll send the docs. And I I like said, oh hold on one second. I put it on hold. And I was like, this is the point that that trip, Mm -hmm. like in that bus was the point, either we were going to go for it or I was, or we were just kind of like pedal, you know, like just goof off. And I was like, I hit unmute and I said, just let's just do it. And let's so that it. was the first or two. It showed up. Amazing. We had to lie about where it was. Like I had to tell him it was at this one office cause it was insured, but it wasn't at that office. It was at <laughs> another office. So I had to kind of like lie, which is, I don't, it, it worked out, but still I was like, Oh yeah, it'll be here. It's insured, all this stuff. He's like, cool. And I was like, it's not going to be there. So <laughs> Alan put it in his truck and drove it to like the new place. Oh no
0: way. That's great. It, it was. Uh, I was
1: behind him and he's going a little too fast. And I was like dude, slow down. That's like 30 yeah. grand in the back of your truck. Like, slow down. Um, and so we we showed up, you know, got it all set up. And then the naritsu tech that sets it up came out. Um, this is before I knew anything about I was like, I don't know what this is. He showed up and he's like, I had to come see what you're talking about, this film thing. And he walks in. There's like film hanging up, you know, on trees. Yeah. And- he's like, holy shit, who's shooting film? I was like, a lot of people, man, like you don't wow. know, like yeah. there's a ton of people. And he's looking through the order forms. It was like California, you know, Nebraska, yeah. like all the different States. And he's like, holy shit, this is crazy. And we were tiny at that time. And he was like freaking out. So it was just kind of fun to see him go from like, why do you want this to like understanding? There's like this mm-hmm. underground kind of thing going on. And so that was that, that turning point was buying the Neritsu. And then we finally got a few more and all that. But, um, Man. I don't know. I it has been a crazy adventure and a crazy journey. But from that point, I think the next turning point in this this whole thing was we bought a building. Kimbox Photography and Indie Film Lab, we bought a building together nice. and we renovated it and we had uh we bought dip and dunk machines from some wow. guy in, in Oregon. Mm. Um he had like one pair left and he's like You know i can drive it over and set it all up and um and it was very expensive it was more than i should have paid honestly but i said i had to have these because it's the only way we're going to be able to do the production that we're going to do and have the control we're going to have so he drove them over set them up and you know we had to have a move to our new building and that was the most stressful thing ever oh i could imagine oh it was super stressful um i dug through like yahoo forums and found this guy named bob who lives in like arizona and he's like 70 and I called him. I just got his number and I just called him. I was like, Hey man, like I got your number from this obscure internet message board from Yahoo. <laughs> um, but my name's Josh. (laughs) I'm in this company with Indy, you know, went through the whole spill with him. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not coming down there to help you move them, man. I'm 70 years old. I said, dude, Uh, I have to have you. I don't know anything about these machines as far as moving them.
2: And he's
1: like, I don't think I can. I said, dude, tell me what it would cost. I don't care. Just tell me, I have to do this. And so we agreed on the price and he flew out and no kidding. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're like tight because we're like super tight because like, if I have an issue, I call him. He's like, ah, oh, he like knows that machine. That in, I mean, he knows it more than anybody I've ever met. Like I can literally mm. have a question or mm. Hannah who processes will have a question and he's like, oh yeah, that's this. I mean like off the top of his head while he's at his other job, Ooh, I'm like, wow, he's the best resource for this kind of thing. So we're trying to like get all the information we can from him because he, he's such a good guy and we like send him ice cream. We're like, Hey man, I'll trade you like a hundred dollars <laughs> in ice cream for all your information. So, um, anyway, he's such a cool guy, and he's been a life, uh, like a just a blessing, a, a lifesaver for sure.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say that's so crazy to think that like those people aren't gonna be here forever, and we're I gonna know. have to like, yeah. you know, keep training. Yeah. I I see that all the time. Like even in the music instrument world, like I see my boss who fixes trombones and trumpets and stuff, and it's like it's an art in itself. You know, yeah. it's just crazy that you know, someday these people aren't going to be around and they need to share this wealth of knowledge that
1: they have. Absolutely, dude. I totally feel you on that. I'm like, gosh, so we got to trying to like, but I think now after all these interactions with him and just learning from him, like the machine is not really that complicated. It's just a little quirky. So the last thing that we've done with those machines is uh, our black and white machine never really. It, I mean, it worked properly, but there were some things it didn't really do that we needed it to do. Mm-hmm. It was hard to kind of program different temperatures and all this stuff. It was just kind of set. Um, and there's no manuals on these things. So I hired a guy, found another guy online in this weird Internet forum thing. And I found this guy. He flew out from California and he reprogrammed our entire black and white machine to run from a PC um it's like he basically bypassed all of the electronics like Hmm. all the crazy stuff and we basically he and created a controller for it um so that now we can literally type in like i want it to be 70 degrees instead of 72 or blah 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 so we have all this control and like yeah i can push stuff as long as i need to for the black and white machine so our next thing is to get it get him to do that with our color machine but It's just been a journey, like all these old machines that I don't want to do the roller transport thing, nothing wrong with them. I just don't want to deal with them again. They Mm -hmm. like, I've had it where they jam the machine or, and they're just so, they're so compact that you can't really get in there and fix them. This is like being inside that machine. Like there's all the parts on the outside of it and they're all easy to replace. And it's not that big a deal when a pump goes out. It's like, oh, that's, they still make those pumps. Like it's all good. So it's just been great having those machines and getting to update them and and all that stuff. But uh, it's been it's been a nutty, a nutty journey for sure. Dealing like trying to find these people who do these things. But (laughs) I bet, you know, it's it's been uh, can can be stressful, uh, can be very stressful. But but also it's super rewarding to be to like, figure it out. I'm the guy like, I want to figure it out. Like, how are we going to make this work for the next, you know, however many years, you know, 20, 50, whatever. So, but yeah. So I'm trying to think where did I leave off? We got machines. (laughs) We we built this building kind of how our needs are. Yeah. And then we just started growing and not just growing in a, in a like growing, like in a really safe, like in a good way. Mm. And then like last year, yeah. Last year, uh, Smarter Every Day, uh, Destin, this guy, Destin. Um, yep. You too. Called me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do call me out of nowhere. I didn't know anything about his channel. I didn't know anything about him, but actually, he didn't just call me. Sutherland, our programmer, saw his email address on one of our lists and he's like, that guy's like, a big YouTuber. You should like get him to uh so I think he wrote him and said, "Hey, we would love for you to do a thing on us or whatever." And Sutherland did all that. I was just kind of like riding in my car one day and I get a phone call <laughs> from this guy and I was like, "I don't care. Yeah, come over and hang out. That's fine." And then uh like, he posted it and I was like, "Oh, okay. You're like a real YouTuber. Okay, I got you." I got you. Okay. Yeah, he, he's okay. a pretty
0: big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And so that was a that was been the last little like hurrah for us lately is just riding the wave of new people shooting that are, you know, new to film and excited mm. about film. And it's really fun because it's like, after all these years of doing this, it's like you, you can help people achieve their goal and they're shooting. Yep. And that's like the coolest part is like, you know, they call and say, what kind of camera do you think I should have? Or what kind of, um you know, wh- what kind of film should I shoot? Or how do I start? And it's like, Oh, I, I got you. I got you. It's just really cool to to do that. Yeah. So.
2: I want, I like, wanted to ask you, cause you've like seen, like you got back into film I was also somebody who started on film, left and came back. Mm-hmm. That came back around 2012, which right. is still sort of early, considering yeah. people are now still just finding it. What has it been like watching it all like come back in full swing? And like, what are the people like? There's a lot of young folks out there nowadays, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's 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 it. It went from what I kind of noticed that, that first WPPI folks were coming to the booth that were either it was two different kind of people. It was one that were like, "Oh, I'll never do that again." Yeah. <laughs> I got, and they carry, their, yeah. they carry mm-hmm. their 5Ds with them with the 24 to 70s or whatever. And they're carrying around their necks. And they're uh-huh. like, I'll never do that again. I remember those days. And then and then you have the people that are like, I'm so glad you're here. I feel mm-hmm. like more connected to your booth because you're doing something that I want to do. I'm getting into this. Like, what kind of cameras do you shoot? So there's like a polar opposite of people at that particular, well, 2013, 2014 mm-hmm. um, WPPI was... You know, I'm never doing this shit again. I got a digital <laughs> camera; that's all I need.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> to you know, and
2: the- you can't convince those people otherwise. No. I
1: had uh, this no. got
2: this photographer I assisted for who would always comment, and be like, "I just don't get it." I'm like, "Okay, then don't like it's all good. do don't. your yeah. thing." Yeah.
1: it's like trying to tell someone mayonnaise is good. They're like, "I don't like it." Like, okay, yeah. you don't <laughs> have to right. like it. All right, I put it on both sides of my bread. You know what I uh, mean? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it's like. <laughs> That was a weird analogy. I'm just. I love it. But, but basically, yeah, it was that. So going from that to now, uh, you know, it's been it's been kind of a blend. It's really crazy. It went from it went from that to like uber professionals doing it. Like mm-hmm. you, you had your like super high end wedding photographers doing it, and it kind of trickled. It was like that kind of thing. It Was like influenced by major uh, badass wedding photographers like Jose I mean Jose was like the one to bring it into mainstream love Jose man like his work is insane and well deserved I mean he uh, he basically created an entire scene with wedding photography and named Mm -hmm. the best photographer in the world for a reason So we kind of rode that wave of wedding photography for a while. And so now it's kind of shifted and I don't know about other labs. All I know is our lab. So um, it's kind of shifted, not really shifted from that, but it's shifted with that. There's other photographers now that it's just literally people that are finding their granddad's 35 camera Mm -hmm. and starting to shoot. So I have noticed the 35 millimeter sales are way crazier than 120. So Hmm. 35 is like always out of stock. Um, And I think it's because uh, a lot of either the wedding photographer went to digital and they still want to shoot some 35 or, you know, with like a a faster camera just to have some or whatever, or shoot black and white, or you have these, or not, or, but, and you have these people who are just now figure finding it. Like you were saying, it's like, you know, we've been doing it for a while, but, the people that are like younger it, it I kind of equated to this and this may not make sense but it kind of makes sense to me I remember when I was a kid we had um carpet in our house right mm-hmm. I grew up in the you know I was born in 78 so I grew up in the 80s with carpet in my house and I I have hardwood now <laughs> like so I'm mm-hmm. like you kind of want what you kind of didn't have I don't know if this makes yeah. sense but like so I grew up with carpet and I'm like I never want carpet in my main part of my house you know hardwood yeah. right but my grandparents are like, man, I grew up with that hard crap. That sucks. I want carpet everywhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, want yeah, carpet yeah. everywhere. So these young kids are like, grew up with their their whole life being captured on a phone yeah. or, you know, or a point and shoot digital camera or even a DSLR. They're like, oh, this is something new. This is different yeah. than what I've, what I've had my whole life. And I want that. I want that. It looks so different without me trying. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like records. It's like, it's not perfect. It's not a... There's scratches and pops in that. And that's what makes it awesome. And so what we're seeing is a lot of young people get into it. I mean, you probably know that too, but lots of young people. That just makes me
0: so happy too. Because I mean... We go through these phases in the film film photography world where there's so many ups and downs and and it's and just like your story with the lab just going. I mean, your growth, you're going up with this lab. Meanwhile, all these other like little labs and one hour photos are all just kind of disappearing and going away while you're, you know, kind of it's such a, such a great story. And it kind of coincides with, I mean, Chris too, like you just said, you know, 2012, 20, you know, I did the digital thing, took photography classes Mm -hmm. in school and got back into it because just like you said earlier, there was just something missing. You know, you know, the, you know, how light works, you know what this is. There's just so much work. Mm -hmm. I would put hours into making my photos look like a film photo, you know what I mean? And it still (laughs) wouldn't even look like a film photo. So it's just, I don't know what a great
1: story. I'm really enjoying this right now. (laughs) I feel like I just ramble on, but that's. Oh, it's love it. And so, yeah, with the younger kids coming out, the young kids, I mean, I'm 44, (laughs) so I feel like I can say that, but yeah, some of the younger generation, like we have working with, I mean, like everyone that works with us is they're young, man. I mean, they're fired up about film and, and they're, they're just pumped on it, man. And just so like into researching cameras and like, uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, we have these conversations and with Patrick, who's one of our Neritsu scanners, it's like, hey, man, can I borrow that that rollie you got? I want to play with that rollie and uh, he just <laughs> all in the cameras. And then, you know, April's buying new cameras, Bentley's buying cameras like everyone, you know, everyone at the lab is fired up, like literally everyone, Hannah, uh, Marquise, the whole crew are buying cameras mm. and we're all like just so pumped on shooting it the other day. Like me and the girls, I said, me and like Maddie and, uh, you know, a bunch of the girls that work there, we went and shot, I wanted to shoot some of that new, uh, mirror, the one twenty. Yeah. And so yeah. we it's went good. out and shot that. Stuff. It is man. It's really incredible. Yeah. And so we're living in a, in a, in an age where like, there's people that are coming out with some new film stuff and that's really yeah. dope, man. Like I, I, I didn't know when this was going to happen, if it was going to happen. I know but man, it's starting to kind of happen. Like, you know, I'm waiting for the new, a new film camera to be made besides yeah, the, the new six, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like $5,000. <laughs> 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 man.
2: I wanted to ask you, Josh, yeah. how do you balance the wedding business, the lab? And you said you got three kids. Yeah. What, what kind of takes up most of, I mean, obviously the kids that's different, but like right. photography wise, are you, how do you balance the, the wedding business and the lab? Yeah.
1: So with a, a lot of good team teammates. Yeah, uh, that so helps. Kim, yeah, my partner Kim. She, um, she basically runs the the photography side of things. So she's really in tune with the photography side of things. We we kind of both kind of blend it a little bit, but she's more heavy in that. I mean, she does a lot with New Film Lab. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like she kind of handles more of that side of things. I handle more of the lab side of things. And I don't shoot wedding. Uh, this what what years? Oh, uh, last year, twenty twenty two. I shot like one wedding. So I'm like really mm. taking a real big break. Cause I noticed the growth with the last, like the most i shot a, at like a year at a wedding was like, or on weddings were like 33, I shot 33 one year. And that was the year nice. I was like, I got to stop doing that or slow down. And so I slowly kind of tapered them off a little bit and took the ones I like just friends and stuff. Uh, Cause it can be very demanding. And once that video came out that Destin did, I realized like, nah, I need to like really focus on this a little bit more. I mean, not that I wasn't, it's just, it was a well-oiled machine at that point. Everything's great. You know, I'm still there all the time. It's not like I'm not there. It's just, I I feel like, let me grab the reins on this a little bit more and let's, let's, let's try to get it tight tighten up a little bit more and, and really see where this is going with the new film shooters, how can we bring an educational aspect to the new kids? And oh yeah. So we're just trying to like, let's just figure this thing out. Like there, there's days where, or weeks where I'm like, I check out of the lab and think about the future of the lab and not mm-hmm. like, what can we do? And then I go back and I'm like, let's fix machines. Let's get these cleaner. Up. Yeah. yeah. Let's fix yeah. these machines again. So it's like a, sh- it's like constantly, it's just like, there, there's never, I'm, I'm not a schedule person. I hate schedules. I don't say like Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to do this Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. I'm just like when i feel it i'll do it and so right but yeah killer team is all it is man you know we have we've had people that work with us for like 10 years like we they wow. know what we're doing you know what i mean so yeah it's, I, I wouldn't say it's low turnover it's not some of the jobs that are like maybe sleeving or something that's not like super yeah. intense entry on color, right? yeah entry level that's what entry-level jobs there's some turnover there, but, um, as far as like our head folks, they've been there forever. So yeah. like they know what we're doing and we're constantly, yeah, we're constantly changing the backend software to reflect things like, where's our bottlenecks where like during busy mm-hmm. season, cause it's, it's changed throughout the year. Like right now it's like the slow season. And then it slowly bumps up. And then toward the end of the year, it's like insane. So I have to like, we have to shift responsibilities and change things around. Do we need more scanners? Do we need who, you know, it's just a bunch of like, but as far as managing everything, just a killer team, like everyone there wants to be there. They love being there. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they're part of something. I mean, we're in Montgomery, man. There's not a lot of creative jobs here at all. Like if, well, if any, I mean, there's, there's some, but this is like something unique and different and the people that gravitate toward it really want to be here and so the people that really want to be there really perform and want right, to be right, on the right. team and right. so I'm not just going in like, guys, where's everybody at? Like, they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they want to be there, and they're like, you right, know, yeah. we can do this. I mean, Let's we know this. it's
2: like it's it's like to me when you were talking about like following the dream. It's like, yeah, that that's like the dream job. Like that's what they mean when they say it. You know, like
1: right, right. I hope so. I mean, it's fun. We make it fun, and uh, you know, yeah. When people apply for the job, and we had an inter- have an interview. They're always like if I can work here, it would be the best thing. We would have so much Mm -hmm. fun and and we do have fun. I mean, there's, there's days where we have fun. There's days where it's fun, but it's also a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, Oh, this color wasn't quite right. We got to rescan it or there's always that kind of stuff. But overall it's been the best experience and, and I'm not for, I don't feel like I'm forcing people to do a job they hate. Right. You know, I'm not like this, like, you know, Hey, y'all gotta be here at eight o'clock. It's like, no man, let's, let's make this awesome. And if it's not they know it's not awesome and they'll make it awesome, right. you know? And yeah. Right. so it's just the team, man. It's the team that does it. it, it everyone's like, man, you've done this. And I'm like, I started it. Yeah. <laughs> they have, they're taking it from here. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm driving the ship, but somebody has to, somebody has to paddle the boat, man. I mean, I'm right, steering right, it, right, I right, know where we should right, go yeah. and what we should kind of do. And, you know, and so Kim is big on like, how can we bring an educational aspect to this and yeah. help people out? you know i i want to get into like figuring out how we could maybe I don't want to spill too much, but like how, how we can like further this like scanning thing, because like mm. the Ritz's are getting old and frontiers are getting old. Yeah, how can I was we gonna, that out? Yeah. yeah I was yeah, curious yeah. about
0: that too. Like if you being in the industry, if you hear any buzzes around maybe <laughs> new material or like new programs or instruments yeah. or something that, that, that is coming to film on that end in the lab. There's
1: not, that's what's so scary. Uh, There's not, yeah. um, I, I did kind of like dive into the DSLR scanning at, Work for a minute, like I didn't do it for clients. I just had it in my office, and I was like, "I want to play yeah. with this to see what it's about." And then I reached out to Phase One, and I was like, "Okay, if I did this, what does this look like? If I did like 200 megapixel medium format scans, like what would this—the stuff you just don't have at your house, like right everyone has a DSLR, but do, do people have like high-end medium format? And a lot of people do. A lot of wedding photographers do, but." And it just it kind of hit a dead end pretty, pretty quick. I was like, okay, there's mm. no, there's no digital ice. There's no, there's going to be dust everywhere.
2: Yeah, there's no way I'm going to yeah. be able
1: to do that. Like, how can we? And so that, that kind of ended really quickly. So my next like big dream is like, how can we figure out the scanning situation? But mm. that's kind of all, like being that we can repair everything right now. I'm like, it's all good, but yeah, I, that's like far down. Like how can, what's like, I'm talking 20 years, like 20 year right. Future yeah. right. look like. For the lab, and no one's came out with anything
0: yet. Oh come because on! It's just
1: DSLR scanning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that's a. It's a lot of. I mean, if you look at like the naritsu team, there's probably a thousand people that created the. You know, the HS eighteen hundred. So, so I'm like, Ugh. it's crazy to
2: think those machines. It's like what I always wonder, like what other technology in any other like industry are people like, damn, like if they just didn't stop making this thing, like we could have done all this. Oh, I you know, know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is one of those things that pretty much almost died. And then mm. people were just throwing machines. Life away. support. Yeah, literally, and then R- it, just, it was like, and then Pow. it like exploded. <laughs> yeah. So you know, with all the film advancements of and just like all this new film coming out and all this stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great, that's awesome. If you can't scan it, how are you know? And not yeah. a lot of people want to do it. at I think, home, you know.
2: I, I think DSLR scanning is going to be like the savior at, at the when it comes down to it. You know. Yeah. Because I think sure. that'll be if everything. You know, in 20 years, that might be what, what it is, you know?
1: Yeah, it might be. The good news is, though, one of the good news, like the Frontier and the Noritsu, they're built so well and the parts are can be repaired. So that's oh, like that's the saving good. grace for me that's is good. all the yeah. companies that I deal with that repair are like, yeah, you're not going to have a problem. Like you're going to have some like, OK, like some of the rollers in the Noritsu kind of go gunky mm-hmm. and you have to like, but there's companies who are like literally manufacturing the rollers themselves and cut kind of good. Good. So there's a need, there's a huge need. So if it's like just Indie film lab was just us, I would be like, Oh shit, what we gotta do. But yeah, there's a lot of need for it, which is crazy. It's like, okay, cool. There's now a need and there's a market. And even if it's super small, folks are selling roll, you know, rollers for those things for like 200 bucks. So like there's a need and there's a market for it. Right. I'm, I'm just banking on somebody coming out with something or, yeah, Uh, I don't have that kind of. The good thing
2: about the film the film community is we've been solving problems a lot within our ourselves. So I think I think think we'll be okay.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, Phase One has a killer scanner. I mean, it's like a hundred grand, so it's like kind of a big investment.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's
1: like it's a huge. It's a. I mean, it's a really cool system, and uh, it's made for like museums to like document books and like you know things like that, Uh, or like Bibles and like cool old old stuff so um i'm like well i could get into that just gotta figure out the dusting situation because dusting right. dust can be a brutal but other than that like that could work i mean it could be amazing mm-hmm. to scan um and have insane file sizes and right 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 crazy stuff but it's just a pretty pretty we're not there i'm not there yet yeah we'll yeah, see yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we won't have to somebody will come out with something
2: do you uh do you have any plans for like another documentary or anything fun like that
1: um, yes. We did a work We <laughs> would love that. Personally, <laughs> do it, do Timothy it, it. and I yeah. would, would
2: love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two people. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for us. Just please. for you. We'll do it. We'll do it. No, you know
2: you know, you know, the community. I'll just you text you the, the
1: documentary. You don't even have yeah, to. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll please. It <laughs> uh, we talked about it years ago after we did it. It was like, what if we got actually some backing and did it right? Yeah. We'll be right back with
0: a listener question for Josh right after this message from our sponsor just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only developing hang nights. These are a ton of fun. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. We also tried to get a former guest for these. All in all, a good time. Great hangs. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. If it sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, guys. This is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from I'm still dot developing on Instagram, and they ask any advice for the next generation who want to start their own film lab. Okay, this is good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, go into p- developing and programming and create a scanner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's how you do it. Um, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I've had calls recently. Like folks will just call up and you know get patched through, and I'm like, um. Find a good resource for mm. the scanning and the developing part. That's, I mean, you got to find a really good processor machine. Yeah, like yeah. you're, you might have a hard time with the roller. Tra- I mean the uh, dip and dunk, but roller transport is fine. Uh, they will mm. kind of jam and mess some film up, but that's really, I try to come at it from an aspect of like, or the angle, like if right now I had to do this again, like erase yeah. what we have, how would right. I start? And Honestly, it would be, it would be pretty challenging. And I'm not saying that to, Mm. I'm not saying that to, um, you do what make it happen if you're going to do it, but knowing what I know now starting over would be a big challenge with production as far as finding a clean machine. Like I have some, you know, some, I guess, resources for some of that, but I've never seen like a really new, like mint condition, black and white film processor we had one and it was okay but slowly falling apart that's why i had to get the dip and dunk
0: yeah right
1: if i had to do it today i would spend probably a year or two creating my own dip and dunk machine before Hmm. i ever started wow that's what i would do because and that would i thought about it and i was like oh my god that would be but i know the mechanics of it now and i know how it works well enough Mm -hmm. to where and I have the programmer that can program it. I could create one, but it would take about a year or two right. to like have two functioning killer machines. Once I did that, if I had to do absolutely had to do medium format DSLR scanning, I would go that route if I absolutely had yeah. to, because the color I, I've, I don't think the color is quite there yet on the DSLR scanning. And somebody right now is punching their dead. Like how dare you say <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. look, I I've, I've done it, and I can get it close, and I can get it to look great. But it takes so not not from a production standpoint, right? At home, if you have all day to mess with a couple rolls, man, do it. That's yeah. it. If that's what you want yeah. to do. Go for it. I couldn't get it in a in a fast enough pace for it being a production, like in a production manner. We're talking hundreds of roles, not one or two.
2: Yeah. Have you ever heard of um darks darkslide film lab? Emily Swift.
1: Uh, have I heard of that? How, she's
2: maybe. she's she's been doing um she's been doing it with DLS like a jobo. She like wow develops everything yeah. in jobos and yeah and she's she does a lot of roles. People that's come awesome. through and she's she's doing a, a fantastic. So just a little shout out to her. Dude, it can't be great. done. It's just yeah, but you know.
1: And that's how it would have to be done. Like, that's right. That's why she has a, a Jobo and not like a big machine because they yeah. don't, they're they hard as crap to find yeah. in good Correct. condition. Yeah. And if you get one and there's something wrong with it, it's so hard to repair. You're like, right. there's no parts and all. So, what she's doing is exactly how you would have to do it. Yeah. Unless yeah. you, I just couldn't get now for black and white DSLR scanning is killer. Like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's great. It's on par with Nuritsu as far as that goes. But, color i i couldn't get it to where i was like super pumped
0: in a production
1: manner i'm always thinking right right right. speed and like oh i played with enough to where i got i mean i have a print in my house that's from dslr like Mm -hmm. when i was playing with i was like this looks killer but we're talking that's me doing it that's not me telling someone hey this color has to be this way the naritsu really really gets it
0: really close really quick right,
1: right and so does the frontier so When I say, when I talk about DSLR scanning in a, not negative way, but in a, uh, I'm not there yet with it. It's not because it's not there. It's there. It's not there in a production manner. So I have to think of it in that kind of fashion. Right. But yeah, if it's just me and I was doing some rolls here and there and that kind of thing, dude, that's the only way. That's the only way to do it. I
2: know. It's way better than
1: flatbed, like by like light years. It is amazing. So if I had to start over right now, I would take uh, a while to try to get the uh, the developing down because I can do in an hour so many m- more. If I was going for like high volume or higher yeah. volume, yeah. yeah, yeah, if I didn't want to drown, if I didn't want to piss off people by having a four week turnaround time, yeah, I would have to get the 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 developing side down where I could do a hundred rolls, you know, every five hours, whatever it is, you know. Wow. So that's what I would do. But if I wasn't going to do that, I would do what she what she's doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Like what you were saying before, it's like you know, if you had to do it over again today, it looks completely different. Right. You know, right? There's there's like things you can't get anymore. I mean, I was looking into it for a while. I was on my like goals list. I wanted to open my own lab, and there's th- I did look into like getting the machines. Like who's going to fix it if it breaks? I don't know anything about right. it.
0: Right. Like
2: finding a black and white machine is like impossible. I'm like I it it just like the cons outweighed the pros right. for me. Right. And, you know, that's why I kind of brought up Emily because, like, it can be done, but it's going to look different, you know? Right.
1: It's going to look different for sure. And it could, it, is it just her or she has, a, like, a crew? I think she no, has, she has a boy. Yeah. A
0: couple, a couple, a cool,
1: couple cool. girls to help her out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And that's how you would have to do it. I mean, the job was yeah. the, like, a way to go for that.
0: I think she said, though, too, not, not to, like, bring a down. I think she yeah. posted on like uh, TikTok or something. She was saying how she still isn't, you know, she's at a loss again, I think for the second year mm-hmm. of doing it. She's mm-hmm. not pulling mm-hmm. any profit. You know, she's probably at a loss or breaking, breaking even. even yeah. yeah, Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is kind of scary if you're relying on that as your, yeah, as your gig. Yeah, it's a lot too. of work, man. It's it a lot a, of work. It is yeah. so
1: much work. Like, mm-hmm. folks are like, oh man, just process and scan it. You're like, man, what you just said was like, man, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah. so, with the joke. I mean, like you're manually pouring chemistry in, you're checking it, you're like, it's rolling around, you're, you're waiting on all that. That's a, that's a lot of work to run that machine. Whereas like a dip and duck or a roll of transport is not as labor intensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, but it's, you're doing way the same amount of work. You're getting way more rolls processed, you know? So, if I had to do it now, and I had a couple of years before I had to start, yeah. I would definitely, definitely be working on two things at the same time as just scanning and processing, which is the whole thing. But yeah, um, yeah, I would I would try to figure out a way to get as much process at a time as possible, and that's a dip and dunk. And then I would really focus on how I could get the DSLR scanning down. Uh, actually, if I had to do it today, I would I would just go get a. I have a resource that can build Naritsu, so I would just go buy Naritsu's.
2: <laughs> but
1: i mean that's what i would do but um you know they're still like 20 grand a piece they're not cheap. yeah so yeah. if i had to do it today with a certain budget i know this this question's going long but i've thought about i was oh, like oh fun. if i had to do this i'm now, sure like
2: do it like doing do, like in like in your brain like yeah you know what
1: yeah yeah it, it's, what, it's, what it's all crazy
2: like we said like stuff is going like going away and that's it and that's sad but luckily like i said this community is pretty uh stubborn when it comes to that right. it's like no i'm
1: gonna figure out a way to do it i'm just waiting for that one person to come along and be like hey or call me and say hey i invented a scanner uh and mm. it's like really cool and it's like based on these sensors that are readily available and these yeah it don't even have to be auto carrier it doesn't even have to be auto carrier like it just needs to have all like digital ice and a good you know a good color and all that and it's just speed and man like that's all it has to have yeah um but yeah it's a it would be a challenge for sure to the person who asked that question i would say just just make it happen if you want to do it that's all it's going to take is just you wanting to do it bad enough to Mm -hmm. where there's no jump yeah there's no uh there's nothing stopping you just go for it (laughs) is there any other questions that don't scare the shit out of me (laughs) not scary but like Uh. put me in that mindset of i'm just saying like that's a that's a big one. That's a very that was, good question, though. Yeah, that's that a was a great question. That was a good answer, though. It puts I mean, me in a thought process like, okay, how yeah. can I solve these problems knowing what I know now? Because when we started, it was we had black and white by hand. We did it, actually did it by hand, like mm-hmm. in a, you know, one of those Patterson tanks, like every yep. roll. Yep. Yeah. So
0: that's what I was doing when I, I was developing. I had a couple different people. I was doing it all by hand. And then I was like, this is starting to get out of hand. Like people are sending me way too much yeah, and expecting right. way too yeah, much out yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm right, charging right.
1: like pennies to to do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's right. just, I'm done. I'm done. Right. No, that's, that's exactly. You're like, Hey man, I got to charge for this because yeah. man, it yeah. takes a lot of work. And yeah. the one, one, one person like, Oh my gosh, man, that is a, that's a lot. That's a big ask. That's a yeah. big ask. Yep.
0: And when you're doing it by hand too, the, you know, yeah. your hit ratio is a little, I mean, anything could happen. You know, the cat can right. knock yeah, the thing over and the little much. fall mm-hmm. off
1: and it, uh, you know, who knows what happens? Dude, dude. <laughs> good God. Yes. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> The margin of error is like holy crap. Yep. And how do you yep. tell someone my cat knocked over yeah. your yeah, yeah. Your wedding? Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. That you, and and always like think about when I sh- when something goes wrong and you know something happens, it's like oh shit. I think about when I'm at a wedding loading the film. It's hot. I'm sweating. Sweat dripping onto the film. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. loading yeah. it, and it's like <laughs> I'm from Alabama, it's a from hot like all year, and I'm like yeah. you know loading it, and I'm like oh I got that one shot. And it happened. I mean, like things happen, but I think I go right there. I'm like, crap. They spent so much time metering, making sure the shot was right, got their little meter out, did everything right. And then your cat knocks over the,
0: (laughs) not my cat. Your cat cat knocks over the thing
1: or whatever. And you're like, oh no. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, totally, man. One little thing and it's like, it's done. (laughs) Shooting feels a trip, man. Even this last wedding I did, I, I had like four, Film cameras out and I was loading them and all this stuff and I shot this one roll. Dude, I was just going nuts with it. I had an AU1. And I was just shooting some yeah. like behind the scenes stuff and like, you know, just like action stuff. They were walking and I got to like 42 frames on the camera. Oh no. And I was like, oh, no, there's no in this thing, man. Oh, oh no. But to be uh it was funny because it wasn't an A1. I had an a one It was uh it was the T someone gave it to me, the T. 40 or t60 which one is that it's like it's like the next ver- the ae1 like the right after the that oh. it's like the auto uh oh, winder. Yeah, yeah it's like really inexpensive yeah. camera someone just mm-hmm. dropped it off my porch and it was like in mint condition and i was like this is fun so i like shot it and i didn't load it and i was just uh, it got to like 40 frames or something i was like oh that's a long ass roll of film i was like oh there's nothing mm. in there. so like <laughs> i've been shooting film for literally since i was like 15 years old and it still happens yep. so like yeah, if you, if you mess yep. up, it happens, man. It happens. It happens. Um, oh man. I looked at Sarah who was shooting, who was shooting with me and I was like, "Hey, there was no film in that that thing." She's like, "What?" And I was like, "It's, deal, it's fine." <laughs> There's only, like, my best photos ever on that. Yeah, I know. Yep. That's Always. when it happens. That's yeah. when it happens. There was, like, one, at least one cool one on that roll. <laughs> oh. Well,
2: I, I like, spontaneously booked a, a wedding here in two weeks. I'm going to be out in Temecula, California. And I was like, ah, uh, probably won't do any film because, you know, I'm, I'm helping him out with the rate and everything. Right. And I'm like, well, no, now I want to. Now I want to shoot a couple rolls, you know? Right,
0: right. Oh, shoot for sure. a couple rolls. I'll shoot a couple, couple rolls.
1: Just two. Yeah. Do
0: the whole thing in film. Do the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> spend
1: thousands of dollars.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, we
2: have a fun question. Oh, I Here's love a fun, fun question. You ready? If you had to pick one camera for the rest of your life, <laughs> you of your life you're stranded on a desert island, yeah. what would it be
1: and why? Like an M6 all day. Woo! Um, oh, like
2: an okay.
1: And the only reason why I say that is because. Every photo I've ever taken that I really loved of my kids, or yeah, is is on that camera, man. And I just, I just sold it uh, <laughs> about two months ago. I sold no. it. Are you serious? Yeah, I sold it. Well, I bought it for twelve hundred. I sold it for thirty two hundred. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was Good like, investment. No, It kind of went up, and I was like, well, I'll take this money and I'll get like MP. That was the idea. I'll get an MP. Yeah. So I'm still waiting on that, but waiting to do that. So we bought yeah. a house. So I'm like, Woo. I'm super broke. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my God, I have no money. So I got to, I got to figure yeah. out what to do. So I sold that camera.
2: How did you ever part with it? That is Dude, like, it was, it was. When I get a good deal, I like my M4, I, I paid a good price. I'm like, well, because I paid so good for it, I'll never sell it.
1: I, yeah. Well, also, you're smart. I'm, like, I'm not. That's the difference. Like you're, you're way smarter than I am. I was never, like, never say never. I know. I, well, I, this is the second version <laughs> oh. I've owned of it. And it was the, it was the M6. Okay. So in the M6, I learned from uh, someone who repairs them that serial number 172. 172 no 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 1 million seven hundred and twenty thousand to yeah. two million in the M6 world. There's an extra bracket in the top, and mine was like one million nine hundred something. So it was in that frame, and there's an oh. extra bracket in the top. So it's like super solid. And I had the MP upgrade, like the MP finder upgrade. Yeah, it's really yeah, super yeah. clear. There's no glare. It was like every shot, like that I have printed in my not every, but ninety percent of the shots I have framed in my house is from that camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I just had a cheap Voigtlander lens, got shot mainly black and white. It was just like yep, the thirty five one four, and I was like, mm-hmm. people are like dogging it. I'm like, dude,
2: that's a great, like, dude, that's a great dude, lens.
1: It's killer. It's fine for what I'm using yeah. it for. Even the color stuff, I'm like, it's fine. So I sold it like an idiot. But that's the camera that I'll get it back. I'll get an either an yeah. MP or. Or just an M6 in that range, and I'll get it Yuxan Yeed all hooked up, and then yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's the camera for me as far as like if you're like you only get one man, you only get yeah. one because yeah. the metering is so simple. There's I don't have to think mm-hmm. about it. I'm like I see the little the little triangles. Oh, I know like, yeah. that's the
2: only thing about my M4. I'm like man, if this had a meter, I would be so much better yeah, off.
1: <laughs> yeah, the M6 is pretty much the one for me yeah. uh this close second would be the pentax 672 oh mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. legendary camera yeah. that camera the insane too? yeah yeah i love buying and selling cameras like wow same, I, same here i, I
2: mean uh, well, the m6 I, I had for buying. like a decade
1: so that i felt like it was mine so i might write the person be like if you ever want to sell it i'll buy it back <laughs> that's a yeah, good yeah, idea yeah yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah i'll buy it back because that's kind of like it has you know a lot of my kid photos like all my kids Mm -hmm. and stuff i had it for a while but yeah that's the one pentat 672 would be a really close second and then a third Probably be the RZ67. I love that, although it's heaviest crap. I really love that camera. Yeah, yeah. I've taken some killer shots on. That, I
0: love Mamiya so much. I'm yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm get getting buried with mine. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, although the other day, um, I had the other day. That could be like six years ago. Um, the other day, uh, no, literally is a couple months ago. A lady called me, a, a neighbor. She called me and she said, "Hey, I got." She works at an antique mall. She's like, "Hey, I had this lady here with a cool antique camera." and usually that means like a Kodak brownie or something yeah, that doesn't yeah. even work or like I'm always getting these like man this dude got this cool camera you should check it out and it's like some crap or whatever well and I was like just text me a photo whatever I was like yeah I'll check it out you know I'm not rude about it I'm just like oh yeah cool yeah. send me a picture I'll see what yeah, it is yeah. and it was a rolly 2.8 E and I was like <gasps> Ooh. I said okay tell me tell me more about this camera and she said well the lady got it donated to the church it was in a donation box at church like way so she's Uh. like she found it and said well i I don't just i'm not going to just give this away to somebody that don't know what it is so she took it to the 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 antique store and i got the call and i said hey look it's probably worth in the in a condition i don't know it's probably worth 300 bucks if it needs cla that's another three or 400 bucks i was like i can give you 300 bucks because i don't know what shape it is so she brought it to me um I shot a few rolls it actually worked and I was like oh sweet I said it works wow. I said there is some little lens issue here I was like but it works. I was like, but how long it'll work? I don't know. So I can, I can literally feel good about giving you like 300 bucks. And that's like, that's, I thought that was fair. And she was so pumped. She's like, Oh my God, I'll feed so many people with this. I was like, Oh, amazing. So amazing. Yeah. And it was like a write off as a donation. So that's cool too. So I got the 280 and like a month later it froze up on me and I sent it to a guy and got repaired for like 300 bucks. So that camera, although it is like hard to focus like, cause the mm. viewing screen is so like mm-hmm. dark, dark. Yeah. It is the funnest camera I've shot in a long time mm. because I, I don't know what it is about it. It has been so fun and I miss most of the focusing, but it's, it's, super fun still fun it's so fun and i've been getting a kick out of it and it's just i I mean it's from like 1950 something like five or something yeah i think the year's like 55 to 59 or something but that's it's a cool camera have y'all i'm sure y'all shot one
0: i've actually never shot a rolly i i've always wanted Mm. one i'm a big i love the twin lens yeah Yeah, yeah yeah i
1: just it's it's on the list it's it's so fun and that's what i really wanted out it was just or oh, what I'm getting out of it, it's fun.
0: It's, yeah, it's yeah.
1: You know, it's sharp as crap, which is surprising. It's really sharp. It renders color well. Black and white's amazing. It's great, but it uh, it's hard to focus. It's really hard <laughs> yeah. to focus. But I heard yeah, you could change the screen out, but it's pretty pretty pricey to, to yeah, change the screen out. It's little... worth not worth mm-hmm. probably that, but. I ramble. Nice. I ramble.
2: That's okay. We got an, a, a, another part of oh, it. okay. Part okay, two. two parts. Parts. Part two. Is there any camera that you're, that you like a white whale camera, anything you're lusting after you're trying to, you want, you want really bad, but haven't grabbed yet?
1: I've never had an MP. I've only shot an MP. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm, a black mm-hmm. MP would be super dope. They're pretty. Yeah, they're, they're so pretty. pretty. Very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be, I think, my white whale camera for sure, the MP. But I also really want the Pentax 672 back. So ooh. those two are probably the white well would be the MP, but a close second would be the six seven two because the price they've jumped way up in price. Like I know, high yeah. Now, so I'm like, ooh, three grand for a camera. I
0: know prices <laughs> have just gone insane. Yeah, and then the lenses yeah. on top of it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. Yeah, like MP thirty five one four. Yeah, zoom Yeah, sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. great that, combo. That be, yeah, yeah. Or Voigtlander, I don't care. Give me a Voigtlander. I'll follow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voigtlander. I have two know, Voigtlander no, no, lenses. Shame. Love them. No hate. No hate yeah. there. I could talk to y'all for like a year. Just so Us you could too. You're gonna have to cut me <laughs> off because I can talk to y'all forever. Y'all are well, cool. Well, that,
2: thankfully that's our last, our last like yeah, uh, little the... little part of the show. Mm, so awesome. Josh, thank you so much for, for coming on. Like I said, it feels overdue. So thank you for taking the time.
1: Absolutely. Thank y'all for letting me be on this. This is this is so cool. And like you are my peeps. so we're cool now. You're oh, welcome yeah. you it. Come hang out the lab whenever you come to Alabama, which is probably never. I love
2: it. (laughs) uh, Where can everybody check you out? Where's your Instagram? Where can everybody check out the lab? Plug yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. Indiefilmlab.com and at Indiefilmlab on Instagram. And uh, let's see. We don't do Twitter, do we? We might have a Twitter. I don't even, I can't remember if we have. (laughs) <laughs> it might be. At, I think it's like at Indie Film Lab One or something. We might need to get back into the Twitter thing. I don't really mm-hmm. do. Do y'all do Twitter? I don't really. do A little bit. I do. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. I do a little bit, but not not like every day. It's like uh, I had to get it when I could get it. But uh, yeah, Indie Film Lab One uh, on Twitter at Indie Film Lab. I don't know why did I just plug Twitter. We don't even use it, so I don't <laughs> know <quite>. uh, at <laughs> at at anyfilm on instagram and yeah yeah that's
2: like our twitter we don't really use mm-hmm. it but we plug it yeah. right it's like why did <laughs> no. i plug
1: twitter i never even <laughs> use twitter but yeah the uh i do want to plug the the film at cost thing if that's yeah. okay oh yeah. yeah
2: tell us about that
1: so basically what what our idea with this was is as we all know film prices are just going up and to help with that the mm. idea was well if i can sell film let me sell it at cost if you just use our lab so it's been a huge hit wow. it's been a huge hit so we we don't just sell it every day we have film drops so basically what we do oh is we- okay oh cool. so we don't do it like you can't just go buy a roll at our website right now what you do is you sign up for our community number we use this company called community it's really cool and you might want to do it for your podcast it's really neat. yeah that'd be cool as a phone number We just basically text you. Because what happened was we were saying, we're going to send you an email when the film's available. Well, people don't check their email every single minute. So people were getting their email like that night and all the film was sold out. And they were like, oh, man, get it to me. So we're like, let's do this community number. So Kim found community... So the number is 334-377-9363, and you can, you can find it. You can sign up on our website and all that. So you text the number, and we basically text you an hour before it drops on our website. Oh, and so, smart. Yeah, and so we have, we'll, we'll we'll do a Kodak drop, we'll do a, an Ilfer mm, drop, cool, and so we'll do all these different drops. So we'll order it, get it in, and it really, it sells out really fast. So you kind of have to like be on it, you know, like you have to be like ready because we, we would definitely sell out. Like the first time we did it, we sold out in like an hour, and the second time we did it, we sold wow. out in 20 minutes well and so we were like oh this is like people are wanting this like this is a yeah. need yeah. yeah they're buying film at cost and all they're doing is adding the film processing to it so hmm. it's more than if you were buying it at like H, but your processing is taken care of and it's in your right. account so when you send it in it's all taken care of
0: that's smart yeah i like that, that. Is very smart. yeah that's a great idea
1: that's been great and i love plugging that because a lot of people don't know about it i'm um, trying to get yeah. the word out um, we just really promote it to people who use the lab so this might reach a bigger audience that might say yeah. hey, i'd love to check their lab out and get film at cost. So it's truly film at like what we pay is what you pay. You just pay for shipping wow. and the um, processing and that's that's it. We don't add any profit to it whatsoever. Sweet.
2: Yeah, cuz you have to get it processed anyway, so
1: Right right?
2: You might as well get it, get it at cost. Yeah.
1: It's just a high five to, to everyone shooting film. Like, Hey, this is what we, what we can do. The least we can do is this. Like I, there's nothing, I can't go create my own film. I can't go make it. Mm-hmm. Like I can at least do this for you. So we're going to do it until they That's shut so us down. Great. <laughs> Man, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing. Sweet. Well, Josh, thank you again. This has been fantastic. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one.
0: Bye. Bye. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Josh for coming on the show. Such a great chat. It was great getting to hear all about your background in photography, Indie Film Lab, all your ideas for the future. Dude, you're amazing. We love you. Thanks again for coming on the show. Guys, that's gonna take us to Patreon. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon only developing hang nights and a bunch of stuff in the archives. That sounds like something you're interested in. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Again, we're back. It's a new season. Thanks everybody for sticking around for listening to the show we're excited to be back for the year bringing you a bunch of a bunch of new episodes and exciting guests and great stories again thanks for all the support guys we will see you with an all-new episode next week later